Welcome to Connected Communication, a podcast exploring the intriguing interplay between language, culture and the brain through the lens of self-awareness. I'm your host, Christine. It's good to see you, Christine. You have an energy that's, wow, what's the word? Contagious, Fabio said. He couldn't have known how impactful hearing those words was for me. Our conversation continued, taking an alternative route to any we'd gone on before. I've come to understand that we all have a frequency, he said. And that frequency changes. Depending on the frequency we emit, high or low, we attract positive or negative things into our lives. He was referring, of course, to our energetic resonance. Our vibration. If you've been around English long enough, at some stage you'll have heard someone say, oh, I get a bad vibe off him or her. Or something like, leave your negativity at the door. Good vibes in here only. One of my best friends bought me a diary in 2018 and on the cover it said, good vibes only. I was in a pretty crappy place at the time. I wrote in that diary a few times then shelved it, until the end of last year, when I'd finally realigned. My coaching conversation with Fabio taking this direction last week was the cherry on the cake of confirmation that my energy has realigned. But right now, you might be thinking, has Christine cracked? For the last few weeks, she was talking about science and communication. I still am. This week, I've taken over full production of my podcast. That means, after I prep and record this episode, I have to figure out how to edit it. AI had better sprinkle the magic dust it promises. If, my dear listener, the sound quality is not up to par, please have patience with me. All will be well very soon. I love making this podcast. And I'll do everything in my power to make sure it soothes your ears and lulls your earlobes. What has resonance got to do with language, communication and the brain? Resonance is one of the first things we learn about when studying the science of speaking. When I was a child, I used to have to do resonance exercises to expand my vocal range for speech and singing. Things like Wow. So opening the cavity of my mouth. Now I'm being gentle with how I'm doing that wow right now because I don't know how I'm going to have to edit these settings later on. But if you want to hear a bigger example of that wow and another one or two examples of vocal resonance, I am not going to do it here and hurt your ears, but I'll post an example on my Instagram the week the episode goes live so you can practice the technique, if you wish. If you're listening to this long after it's been published, send me a message on social media and I'll share the posts with you. Or click the link below and subscribe to my online resources. If you're already subscribed, thank you. Log into your site, your profile, and go and find the section on preparing your voice. There's a whole part there on vocal and energetic resonance with exercises. It's mad cheap, the platform to subscribe to, and it helps me continue making this podcast. So those who can't afford it can get resources and get free content. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to this 
whole idea of energy, frequency, and vibration. Energy is our life force, the fuel that keeps our tank running. When we use up too much fuel and don't refill the, t- the, the tank, it can't run. In other words, we can't function. The opposite is also true. When we use our energy wisely, resting and rejuvenating as we go along, we keep the tank sufficiently fueled or filled so that we can be creative and capable of achieving what needs to be achieved. Frequency is the rate at which energy vibrates. Unless you are much younger than me, you'll know what a radio is. And you'll remember turning the dial on the radio to find the correct frequency so that you could hear the sound coming out without any noise. I'm actually doing that today with the audio recorder I use. Every now and again I'm looking over at the the dial moving up and down, hoping that my voice is coming out at the right frequency. You may also have heard about meditation frequencies, from highest to lowest. Gamma, beta, alpha, theta and delta waves. I have a wee trick for you to remember the order of the waves if you're so inclined. When I did my neuro-language coaching training, I used an old college trick to come up with an acronym based on an experience I'd had. Great big alligators taste delicious. G-B-A-T-D. Because they do. Sorry to any of you vegans who are listening, but I did enjoy alligator when I tried it. I've also fed one. That was a very interesting experience altogether. Christine, veto, back to the point. If you're not sure what I mean by veto there, go back to last week's episode and you'll hear me talk a little bit about vetoing the brain. We have energy, we have frequency and we have vibration. Good vibes and bad vibes. Vibration is the intensity of energy we emit. The higher the vibration, the more powerful the energy, and vice versa. In a nutshell, the universe is made up of energy, which vibrates at different frequencies. Thoughts are energy, feelings are energy, and they can emit a certain frequency. I said earlier, I love making this podcast. Love is a very important concept to me. I love love. I'd always loved love until a few years ago when I got to a point that I feared I would never love love again. I feared. Fear has a frequency. Love has a frequency. The podcast is almost one year old. Its frequency has gone up and down throughout the year. As I've explored the realm of podcasting, what resonates and what doesn't for me as a podcaster and for those who listen. Now it's come full circle. Back to love. I stayed in love, to be honest, the whole way throughout. I love recording it solo. I love researching for it. I love bringing what I can to you about the beautiful interplay between language, culture and the brain through my lens of self-awareness. I love talking to experts and researchers about my topics. Love is my modality. Love is the frequency I wish to pulse at. And it's the frequency. I chose for the intro music to the podcast. What do you mean you chose love as the frequency for the podcast? Here is where 
The unexpected turn Fabio's session took demonstrates an alignment of frequencies. Just from a coaching perspective, I did check in to make sure he was okay with the direction the conversation was taking. It was a reflective session. After many months of working together and some profound progression on his part, after considerable commitment to his process, I was born into love. When I was 17, I found my birth book, which my mum had diligently filled out with every little detail of my birth. I cried when reading it. My parents by then had been divorced for many years, and my teens hadn't been so wonderful. Anger was my modality then, but we'll keep that story for an anger episode. The love my mum described between her and my dad was so profound. The love she described them having for me, their firstborn, was so profound. I felt it as I read the words. I felt the gift that was my birth, to have been born into such incredible love. I realise many people are not. A few years later, after reading The Alchemist, I experienced a stage of life where everything I thought became my reality. Nothing was particularly difficult. I, as the old saying goes, went with the flow. I didn't know I was living in a flow state of universal alignment. In fact, if you'd said that to me then, I'd probably have looked at you like you had ten heads. I did what I, what I felt like, what I felt was right, always with good intention, always with love. Then, I stopped doing what felt good and started doing what I thought, what I thought was right. I got scared of not having a secure contracted job as an English teacher. We were on zero-hour contracts back then. And I left my wonderful job in a wonderful school with wonderful colleagues and friends, and I started swimming against the tide. If you've ever swum in the sea, you'll know that it is impossible to make any headway when you swim against the tide. My frequency got all messed up. I needed to start turning the dial on the radio back and forth and back and forth until I found the right frequency again. And finally, at the end of last year, my tuning fork struck the perfect chord. To hear about my battle against the tide and ultimate surrender, Go back a few episodes, but be warned, I say the F word quite a few times, so if you're not a fan of flagrant language, maybe give it a miss. I grew up on the east coast of Ireland. I'm a water baby. I have adored the sea since I was a child. Like many who grew up on the coast, I find it very difficult to live inland, to be away from the sea. One of my favourite silences. Yes, there are different sounds of silence. Is the silence the moment after a wave hits the beach? If you've never experienced it, the next time you're near the sea, walk along and tune into the waves as they hit the beach. Just after the rumble and crash, There's a profound silence that seems to suck in everything around it. When I hear that silence, 
everything inside my body settles. A few weeks ago, I was walking along the beach where I live. As I walked, I became aware of the sound. I thought about its frequency and remembered reading something about human frequency and the frequency of the sea. It turns out that the frequency of the sea slows the brain down from the active intelligence, low beta, high alpha state into the more deeply relaxed alpha state. Essentially, humans resonate at the same frequency as the sea in a calm state. And this brings us back to energetic resonance. In the 1950s, a guy called Schumann measured electromagnetic waves that resonated at certain frequencies from the Earth's surface to the ionosphere. The best way I can understand and explain the ionosphere is to describe it as one of the layers that protects the Earth from the extreme effects of the sun and its energy. It's a bit like sunblock for the, for the Earth. <laughs> the resonances Schumann documented came to be known as Schumann's frequency. He called them Earth's heartbeat. And now we spiral back again to the heart frequency. In the early 90s, my dad took over as the manager of Navin Shopping Centre. And I worked from, from the age of 11, so from 1994. He had an idea for an advert and a new catchy line to advertise the shopping centre. Radio ads for the centre would have a thumping heartbeat below the speaker's voice, which was my voice on a few occasions. The advert would finish with the line, pumping life into the heart of County Mead in my dad's voice. But it always started with this boom, 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 boom. It was really impactful. It was the first time a heartbeat had been used in radio advertising in Ireland that I'm aware of anyway. Right, so you might be thinking now, how does this explain the heart frequency in your podcast music or finding your frequency and what does it have to do with communication? Ride the wave with me, listener. We are nearly at the coast. Schumann's resonances were taken further by his student, Konig, who discovered that great big alligators taste delicious. <laughs> no, okay, obviously not really. He discovered that the resonances Schumann had documented match five brainwave states, the gamma, beta, alpha, theta and delta brainwaves the natural brainwave patterns that occur throughout the day. In the 1970s, a researcher called Dr. Joseph Puleo, or Puleo maybe, rediscovered what are called solfeggio frequencies. They are ancient sound frequencies that are believed to stimulate healing and have profoundly positive effects on the, mon the, on the mind and body. You may have been to a sound healing meditation class or a retreat or anything like that. They were used in ancient Christian, uh, Gregorian monk and Indian Sanskrit chants. Dr. Puleo used mathematical measurements, which I am not even going to begin to try to explain because they go way over my head, to identify six tones 
that bring the body back into balance and assist in healing. They work at a subconscious level. As with much scientific discovery, further research confirmed what the ancients already knew. That music, or these frequencies, physically impacted DNA. Well, now, to be fair, the ancients may not have known it impacted DNA. But did they really need to know that it impacted DNA when they knew that if they chanted at a certain tone, they'd improve an aspect of their health that was ailing? Anyway, I won't go down that rabbit hole about DNA and the need for all of this scientific discovery. Not today. I've known all my life that music affects my mood. Michael Jackson's music kept me sane and, if I'm honest, possibly alive as a teenager. If I hadn't had music to belt out my emotions to over the years, I'm not sure where I would have ended up. Even nowadays, it's still my my downtime, my way to release pent-up emotion. Recently, I came across the actor Terence Howard's work. It's started hitting the headlines and being talked about. He's exploring a universal language, a frequency rhythm in our DNA. Now, he's also a PhD who's been invited to speak at Oxford. I've not read or watched it all yet, so I'll do another episode on it in the future. Or maybe somebody out there listening magically knows him or knows somebody connected to him and they can convince a superstar actor to come on my little old podcast and talk to me about universal frequency rhythm because I've known about the universal language since I first read The Alchemist. I've experienced it a couple of times, and I'd like to dive deep into the depths of that blue ocean and see if any colour can be found. For those of you who've never been diving in the deeper sea, the deeper you go down, the less colour you perceive. So I'm playing with concepts there. When I was considering the intro music I wanted for the podcast, I thought about how I could use music to resonate with my listeners. I was still healing my heart at the time. I thought about choosing a frequency that resonated at the level of overcoming fear and anxiety. But I didn't want to stay at that frequency. I wanted to resonate at the frequency I saw myself returning to. The heart. But I wasn't sure how to do it. And then one day... I was in my apartment listening to Sub Focus. I'm a big drum and bass fan. And I heard this undercurrent beating through the the track that made my insides buzz every time it played. And I knew I had it. I chose the Solfeggio heart frequency, 639 hertz. I sent it to Kirku, the guy who gifted me his time to make my intro music and completely and utterly confused him at first. It was, I was trying to explain these underbeats and undercurrents that, I don't know, I wasn't explaining it very well, but he gave me so much of his time. And after the confusion, I was finally able to explain to him what I meant about having the heart frequency beat through the music. And he quite literally created exactly what I imagined. It makes my heart swell every time I hear it. So what does this have to do with communication and the brain? 
let's fine tune the frequency and get the track mixed down, shall we? I told you at the beginning, Fabio said I had a contagious energy. When we find our frequency, the one we feel most comfortable at, we emit a high vibration, which not only attracts others at the same frequency, but which can also affect their energetic vibration. Coaches are trained to match the vibration of their clients, to help them stay in a calm state, away from threat. Sometimes, though, when clients are coming out of trauma, in PTSD, or living and working in high-stress environments, it's necessary to be able to help them regulate. This means emitting a frequency that vibrates at a lower level than theirs, to help them level out their energy. The vocal resonators are used by speakers and singers, alongside energetic resonance, to connect with an audience. The mouth, nasal passages, sinuses, and, it's said and argued, the chest, are resonators. Think about a guitar. When the strings are strummed, the vibration is transmitted around the instrument resonating through the air to produce the sound from the hole in its body. The human voice is the same. It's an instrument which you can learn to play. Words are magic. Your voice is the one. Resonating with a wider audience can be more difficult for women than men. Women speak at about an octave higher than men. Eight notes in music is an octave. Think. Mariah Carey and her her range, vocal range, not her range of awareness when on stage with Stevie Wonder, who's trying to give her a microphone at the Grammy Awards. Men's vocal cords vibrate at around half the frequency of women's, making men's fundamental frequency lower than women's, the frequency at which their voices vibrate. If we consider that lower frequencies can induce a calmer state, we can begin to understand why listeners might find it more difficult to resonate with the female voice. It may very well be a natural brain attunement to a frequency, rather than a subconscious bias. I haven't looked into this too deeply, but it seems to me a possibility. Someday I'll get a researcher on vocal oscillations on and we'll find out. So how do you find your frequency and increase your ability to resonate with others? There are a couple of aspects to this. One is very personal. Finding your energetic frequency means understanding your mental state. If you've experienced trauma, what work you might need to do to help yourself heal before you're able to recalibrate will be different to another person's. Consider what work that might be and who or what type of person is the best to help you. Maybe you've done a lot of work from a counselling perspective on your healing already and you're ready for a forward-focused work. Coaching. Only you can determine that. It's necessary work to do. The past two years for me would have been way less painful if I'd been a bit kinder to myself a bit sooner. Later in the year, I began to acknowledge that I hadn't recalibrated enough yet to be able to do the things I used to do from a business and personal perspective. And I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to achieve things that 
I would have been able to achieve very easily six or seven years beforehand. I had to allow myself the time and space that I needed to heal and to acknowledge and recognise what I had achieved in doing so. If you are healing, if you are just entering the journey of healing, give yourself time. Cut out anything that's not essential to your life right now. Put a safety net around you. Make sure it's full of laughter as well. Make everything as easy as possible and allow yourself to heal. Have patience with yourself. The second aspect is vocal resonance. Now this can be developed physically. And it's still quite personal. Your resonators are unique to you and will have been shaped to work with the language or languages you speak. But there are exercises you can do, like the wow that I mentioned earlier. Tune into my Instagram this week if you're listening currently, like when it goes live, and I'll share a few of them. And as I said before, you can also subscribe to the resources. I've compiled 30 years of training and experience on and off stage and put it all up there in audio and video format as a thank you for supporting the podcast. The more people who support, the more content I can add and keep creating. Resonance proves that how we show up affects others. I'm getting ready to celebrate International Mother Tongue Day with a group of intelligent engineers from all over the world hosting a workshop about flipping our focus, covering perceptions and perspectives of language and culture, and how we can shift those perspectives once we become aware of them. When you walk into a room, your vibration resonates with those who are in it. Mirror neurons pick up on what you're feeling on facial expressions, on a smile or a frown, and they can affect a person's performance. If you're a leader, how you show up affects the people you lead. So as you go forwards after listening to the podcast this week, I urge you to consider your frequency. Is it the vibration you wish to emit? And if not, what steps can you take to flip your focus before entering the room? so that you can resonate at a frequency that encourages your teams to walk along beside you, not run for cover when they see you come. Before I go, I'm going to give you a wee resonance exercise. Why not? Just in case you're not on Instagram and you can't sign up to the, re- the resources. It works with consonants and vowel sounds. So we take the sound and we move it around our mouths, working on a scale. We start with who. Who, how, ho, ha, her, he. So they're the words we're going to do. And let's practice the scale. Who, how, ho, her, ha, he. Who, how, ho, her, ha, he. Who, how, ho, her, ha, he. It's a bit late at night. I don't think I can go much louder. Let's do another consonant. Moo, mau, mo, ma, mer, me. That's pretty low for me, huh? Moo, mau, mo, ma, mer, me. That's too low. So you can hear there that I've gone too low for my voice. Below what would be a natural vocal resonance for me. And I fried it. (laughs) I talked about vocal fry last week. So 
what you want to do is find your comfortable scale, your comfortable point, the midpoint between the high and the low, where you're most comfortable at, and then go down and up from there. But not down so far that you might scrape your voice, not up too high that you might scratch it. Try and find that comfortable level to go up and down with. And then just change the consonant. Poo pow po po per pee. And then play around with it. Lu lo lo la lurly. Do 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 da dirty. <laughs> and that's how you practice your, your widening and your narrowing of your resonators. Let the mouth open, stretch wide, right into the back, and the nasal resonators will pinch. And then as you close it down, the nasal resonators will open up a little bit more, and you'll feel that flow coming through. Wow. Okay, that'll do you. You might think I've gone all crazy there at the end, but these are actual genuine exercises that you do. To help stretch your mouth, stretch your jaw, and expand your vocal resonance. Connect that with your solar plexus. Find your frequency. Get your energetic vibration set. And you will be able to connect internally with yourself and externally with others in a way you may never have done before. As always, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please like and share it. Send it to somebody who may learn from it, whom it may help. If you're listening on Spotify, please press the star button. It really helps me to get seen in the charts when you press the star, when you follow. And if you're on Apple, oh, be gosh, I'd love, be gosh, oh my God. I really say that. <laughs> I might leave it in. Let's see. I'm tired, listeners. It's a bit late. <laughs> it's been a busy week. If you're on Apple. Please hit the star, please hit the follow, let it download a little bit and and give me a review. You'd be really helping me out. Could you and Kay the Rella? Banati. August Boyakas. <laughs>